Long ago in a galaxy not so far away, a podcast was born to explore all facets of the phenomenon that is Star Wars. Join your host, John Tolley, as he and his panel explore the stars here on War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the outer rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. And, man, it has been a long time since I've said that. It feels like at least a long time. Um, I, of course, am John Mark Tolley, joined, of course, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Ray Rumsey. Ray, how are you today? Hello, hello. I'm doing very well. I'm glad to be here and glad to see you're back from your mission. <laughs> I am. I am. Um, yeah, it's been, it feels like it's been forever. Uh, first of all, I got to thank you and Joe for holding the fort down for me last week. And uh, you guys did an amazing job. Um, kind of worried about my own, my own, uh, place here on my own show now <laughs> you guys did such a good job you know we're we gonna have a uh, order 66 here pretty soon <laughs> no not at all no it uh, would have been better having you there we you probably could have put in a whole different spin on things so hmm. next time next time for yeah, sure next time next time definitely definitely so uh yeah there's a been a lot going on recently within the star wars universe uh you and Joe just kind of touched on it, but um, Clone Wars is back. Yeah. Finally. It seemed like forever since we got the announcement, and we are back. We are three episodes in. Now, Joe, I know you've only watched the first episode, um, but uh, what did you think of it? I mean, I know you kind of touched on it early, uh, last week, but just kind of quickly for those who you may have not listened to that episode, um what was your kind of thoughts on that first episode of Clone War season seven? Yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. They, it's still got that same artwork style, which is nice um, because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel yeah. like a completely different show. It's it's a continuation, yeah. but the story, the story seems so much deeper and richer and yeah mm-hmm. like you said i've only seen the first episode i'm gonna watch the the two new ones tonight but oh man that first yeah. one just had me hooked oh yes i was just and i love the fact that for those of you who may not know um there were uh, several episodes that were on the storyboard but never got made and this the this episode was one of them the bad uh bad batch so I like the fact that they're going back to the well to use some of these kind of unused episodes that never got fully made mm-hmm. um, and kind of making them canon and, you know, um, just kind of bringing them to life. And is it just me or does the leader of the bad batch kind of look like a combination of someone said he looked said he looked like Rambo, but I think he looks more like um What's his name from um, not Top Gun? What was the Top Gun spoof that they did? Oh, yeah. Hot Shots. He does. Hot Shots. He looks like, what's his name from Hot Shots Part 2? <laughs> he does. Yeah, like, Charlie straight Sheen. Straight with the band and everything. He looks like Charlie <laughs> Sheen. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to pull out a chicken. I didn't even it. think about that. That's so true. Oh. Uh, 
But yeah, just seeing those seeing seeing that story and the story of of Rex and him looking for Echo and yeah, it's just the whole thing is just and I'll you're in for a real treat in these next two episodes. Um, well, you know, my only I guess complaint, if you want to call it that, is that the Bad Batch shows up and each one of them, you know, they're defective clones. But each one of them has this one thing that they're just really good at. They they super excel at that one thing. And it's almost like superhero like. I mean Yeah. They're the they're able to flip over the ship that they were flying yeah. the gunship they were flying on. Like they could flip that over. One guy had like super eyesight that he could target things, you know. So to me, why didn't they make more clones of them? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe that's something that in more expanded universe stuff, you know, when we start getting books that are around the time of the Clone Wars and more, you know, stuff like that, they can go into more detail about why they didn't, you know. Maybe it was just something that because it, it took so much more effort to make these clones than it was just to make your base clone that that's why they didn't do it because you know yeah. it's easy just to copy and paste copy and paste copy and paste when you try to mess with it and add different things and take different things away it's a lot you know it could be one of those things that was just more t- more money more re- more resources you know stuff like that so true that's the only thing i can think of and you got to remember they are considered defective you know yeah, for yeah. whatever reason you know clones are you know they're not, you know. Yeah, I just, I was like, oh man, you know, why not just make an entire clone army that are super strong like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, maybe it's something that we can, that they can, that they'll go into at a later time. Um, I hope so. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, of course, we also got the announcement of the uh, the new books set books coming out out, which will deal with the High Republic. Yep. I think very cool. Very, that's an area that even during the old EU never really got hit, touched on a lot. Was that time period? Yeah, um, I agree. You no, know, you got the old Republic, you know, thousands of years before. You got the new Republic, and you got, of course, the Clone War era and you know the the Imperial era. But that period right before the clone before the Clone Wars never really got a whole lot of there's a lot of stuff written about it so i'm really interested to see you know that time period really focused on now yeah you know just see the jedi at their height right yeah that's in you know we kind of joe and i touched on that last time that's kind of uh something i'm personally excited for i I, that height of the jedi Mm -hmm. you know before they started becoming generals and things like that just that's what a, a jedi is is to me and so i'm very eager to see all of that and the details of that yeah yeah um of course there's there's more than really rumor it's pretty much been stated that yoda will be showing up in some of these stories so interested to see a younger yoda yeah yeah you know and young younger in quotation marks she'll still be 600 some years old right 
Right, yeah. but you know, it'll be interesting to see a Yoda that isn't so wizened and perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps even a little impulsive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be really because uh, it's saying that we'll see Yoda and Yaddle. Right. Right. Which was the other the female the female Yoda. Right. Yes, yeah, uh, so she was also on the council. Um, only saw her for a brief moment, though. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we get a little bit more expanding on that. Yeah, and hopefully this leads to like a whole new, like more expanded stuff. Because I think that's the one thing that a lot of people have kind of not really complained about, but have always pointed out of the difference between the, the Legends and the new canon is the fact that, oh, you had all this other stuff in the expanded, in the old expanded universe. There's all these stories, all these books, you know, where all of these and like, now that the Skywalker saga has ended, now they can go back and fill in the blanks. Yes. And I think that's definitely and, what we need. Yeah. You know, fill in, you know, what happened during these time periods. And, you know, now it's going gonna, gonna to be a situation of, you know, you know, finding out, you know, some of the stuff that we thought was canon that's not canon. And, you know, just kind of, like I said, filling in the blanks and mm-hmm. telling those stories that, we've always wondered about and right. stuff and, like that. So, and you know, that would be cause obviously at this point, if you know, if Disney does it, then boom, it's Canon. So I really oh, yeah. hope they kind of take into account some of the EU and novels that, you know, fan novels make the rule of two Canon and it shows us like the origin of the Jedi. Definitely. I, Oh yeah. I totally agree. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely like to see that, you know, more more of of that and more of the, like the rise of the Jedi and yeah. their fall. And I just I really hope, unlike what they did with the new movies, they take into account some of the fan fiction that's already been done. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, um, on that little on that note, I think it's uh, this is a good place as any to go into our main topic for today and we are continuing our look at the women of star wars this week by looking at senator padme amidala mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i think a lot of men had that have that same uh, reaction <laughs> to natalie portman <laughs> well i mean that that was definitely a casting choice that was made for certain reasons, I'm sure. Yeah. But, um, and I think a lot of people forget, you know, they look at her, at Natalie Portman's body of work that episode one was really her first breakout role. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the one that got her on the map and out of all of them, other than probably of course, um, Obi-Wan himself, she was the one that really, whose career really took off after that. Right. You know, um, all the others either, you know, their careers either floundered or they are already established. Yeah, yeah, no, you I know, definitely Liam Neeson, agree. Liam Neeson was already established, you know, um, everyone, you know, people like that. But, you know, Natalie and, um, you know, she was a relatively new newcomer still, just like Hayden was. And, you know, for whatever reason, her career took off. But, um, you know, Hayden's really didn't take off as as well as it maybe should have. And mm-hmm. that's something we can discuss uh, another time. But um, 
yeah. for this episode, we're going to focus on Padme. And what was your thought on her character in the prequel? <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, we have to be kind of specific here. Because when we look at uh, Padme in the prequels, um, mm-hmm. she kind of started off as, you know, this childlike empress, whatever. And you're like, okay, this is probably going to not go anywhere, but it might go somewhere. But then they started making hints and things like that. You're like, oh, okay. Now we see where what her role in all of this is. And they really did just kind of like... I'm sorry, like the later, the the two later movies, they made her into basically just like, hey, look at me. Look at the outfits I'm wearing. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm here for the sexuality, you know, and and she was the heartthrob and you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think we really got in the prequels. I don't think we really got a real good sense of who Amidala was supposed to be. Yeah. I, I feel like, and unfortunately, like, especially in episode three, she comes across as being very, not necessarily weak, but almost the prototypical damsel in distress. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, she's I just very, and that's what one thing I love that the Clone Wars did was giving, giving her, uh, you know, we talked about the Clone Wars earlier, flushing out her character so much more and yeah. find, you know, finding out, you know, just how strong she was and what she was capable of. And um, I don't think we really saw that in the Clone Wars. You know, she was almost an enabler to Anakin. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, she knew, you know, what the consequences were and. You know, there's so many times where it's like red flag, red flag, red flag, run. Danger Will Robinson, danger <laughs> Will Robinson. Yeah. You and know, it's I kinda I kinda have to wonder if like part of her personality, like the 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 woman that we saw in the Clone Wars who was very stubborn and very obstinate and it was her way and she could handle it and she could her character wasn't meant to be like this um you know how to word it she wasn't meant to be an obstacle like she was a genuine ba like she could hold her own and so you kind of it kind of makes you wonder like did she think that maybe she could get Anakin under control. Uh, maybe, and maybe I think you also maybe hit, hit the nail head. Another thing of, sh- of with her her attitude of my way or the highway, or I'm going to do this no matter what. That once she set her mind to, I'm in love with this man. I'm going to be with this man. It was one of those things that you know maybe you know love is blind, but the same she also had that that mentality of you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, and that she just kind of forced herself to say, you know, no, 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 this is, this isn't what this is until it was too late. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, um, and like, I mean, I said, I think I was, I just mentioned right there, you know, the whole thing of love is blind. Yeah. But I mean, when, when the guy that you are in love with comes in and tells you, that he just murdered an entire village of sand people, and you're like, oh, it's okay. They yeah. probably deserved it. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, that that one always did get to me, um, especially in hindsight looking at it. Um, but I mean, and you know, not you know, not to be you know too much of a downer or to get you know a little serious here for a minute. I mean, look at how many relationships you know people are in that are aren't good relationships and there's so many warning signs, but they just keep, keep at it. And, you know, this is, is kind of, I mean, in a way it's kind of the same thing, you know, people, and they make excuses after excuses for it, but you know, in the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. You know? I just, my whole thing with the sequels is, and you know, if anybody doesn't know, which I would hope everybody has kind of figured out the timeline, <laughs> you know, uh, it goes episode one, episode two, Clone Wars, episode three. Right. And so we see Amidala go from this queen who really doesn't know much other than her home planet She's even yeah. almost a little bit on the spoiled side. Um, mm-hmm. Travels with the Jedi, learns some things, helps her people. And we do kind of see a little bit of growth. We see her yeah. really becoming, okay, I want to help my people. And she was more than just talk. But then you yeah. get into episode two. Mm-hmm. And she becomes nothing more than just the love interest. And they yeah. don't do anything with her character really i mean yeah. and then all of a sudden we jump to clone wars and she becomes awesome yes. she's just really knocking it out she's playing all these roles of like spy and politician and even warrior and then mm-hmm. we go back to the movies and we're in episode three now and she's just like oh um i'm pregnant so I'm just going to kind of drift away into the background. And now my sole purpose is just to have Luke and Leia. She became a plot device. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's, That's exactly what she, it. She became, she became simply a plot device, which is really a shame because even within that story, there's so much you could have done with her. Of And even having having her lived a little bit longer past past the birth of Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have, you could have, you know, that could have been an easy way to explain how Leia was able to remember her mother. I was just going to say that. You know, because you, you have that line in Jedi where she talks about her mother and... Which, and then you find out that she died. It's like either Leia has the greatest memory in the history of <laughs> ever, or yeah, it's there's something, or else there's something wrong there. Well, that yeah. also the same concept. It would have also kind of explained a little bit more as to Leia becoming who she was, as far yeah. as like a, a woman of the people. Um, yeah. But I always chalked it up, and I know we're going to talk about Leia another time, but I, you know, just real quick, something to maybe think about. I always thought when Leia was talking about her mother, I always kind of envisioned that perhaps they thought that Leia's, like, um, I can't think of her name, but um, Lady Organa, basically, yeah. was her real mother. Mm-hmm. And so that that was like what I kind of thought at first. And then, 
you know, more this the the prequels came out and then the so Clone you were thinking like when when George initially wrote that, that's kind of what he was. Yeah, yeah. Thinking it was. Yeah. It, I think when he originally wrote it, because you know it went through a lot of changes. Like Vader wasn't originally meant to be their father. That was yeah. something that was added later. Um, but anyway, like going along those lines, I always thought that perhaps it was she was referring to her adoptive mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now we know different. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think Amidala should. And what and, and dying of broken heart is an actual thing. A lot of fans yes. like they they flame the crap out of that. But it actually no kidding. Now, it is extremely rare to die from it. But mm-hmm. it is an actual medical condition. It does right. happen. Um, but I think that's such a such a weak way for somebody who in the Clone Wars was so awesome to go out. Well, one of the one of the rumors that I had heard is that it wasn't just the whole broken heart thing that Sidious was actually draining her life force. Mm. That he was draining her his her life force. To save Vader. Ah. And that and we he do, was the we, reason. We do see that he can do that in Rise of yeah. Skywalker. That he was he was basically siphoning off his her life force from wherever he was at. Um, because since you know a Sith, the dark side can't create life or save life. To do so, it has to take take it from something else. So that's what he was doing. He was taking her life so that he could basically save vader mm-hmm. um, yeah that's a good one that's i mean that would be a good way because you know yeah i mean it's just really yeah really that, that's that's a good one i like that i'm gonna have yeah. to look that up and and kind of dig into that one but i, now, like I don't it. know if it's been if it's you know officially canon or not as far as i know that's just a fan theory um you know as far as i know still the official you know official official canon cause of death is that she basically just gave up gotcha okay um, you know because that's what they say they, they never actually mentioned she died of a broken heart or she got sad um it's just that she she lost the will to live right 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 um which again like you mentioned that happened you know that is something that can happen you know people you know can just be you know give up yeah yeah i mean we do see that in real life as well yeah, sadly, more often than not, like yeah, some people definitely. just can't fight anymore. Um, which you know, given her life, she's she's quite the fighter. <laughs> yeah, and but yeah, so you know, this kind of I always kind of wondered about the planet Naboo. Mm-hmm. You know, which you know was her home world. Mm-hmm. It it was basically. I mean, would you would you consider? the humanoid the like the humans that lived there like would they be the naboo yes they were they were considered the naboo okay and then um, and then of course the we've got the, the gungans gungans which were the native species but um yeah i i'd have to do some research i haven't done a lot of research in the history of naboo i'll have to do some uh looking at wikipedia here um, <laughs> yeah but 
But yeah, as far as I know, yeah, yeah, the um, the Gungans are the or are the quote unquote native species, but the the humans have been there for I mean thousands upon thousands of years too. So mm-hmm. they were just as much a part of the planet as the the Gungans were. Right, and she, like she was trying to unite the two. Yeah, but I can't remember. Did they ever say why? They weren't getting along in the first place. Um, I think I think they kind of hinted at it that it was just species biased. You know, the humans. You know, like I think um, Boss Nass said it. You know, they think they so smart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That the humans thought they were smarter and better and more superior, and you know, the Gungans thought, oh, these humans. You know, they're with their fancy car, with their fancy hovercrafts and their <laughs> spaceships. And um, it was basically just a, like a race thing, a species thing, mm-hmm. you know. Which um, which she did end up technically doing. She brought the, yeah. the two species together. Yeah. At, you know, what was she, uh, four, 14, right? 14, 14, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive for a 14-year-old. Speaking I, I'm, of, I'm lucky to get my 14 year old to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of that, um, let's talk a little bit about the early, early relationship. And this is something that has gotten a lot of memes and a lot of eye rolling of that beginning part of that relationship between Anakin and Padme from episode one. Mm-hmm. And, I know a lot of people are, you know, make the make the jokes about, oh, she's robbing, you know, the whole robbing the cradle thing. And <laughs> yeah. If you watch that movie back, there is no romantic feelings from Padme to Anakin. Now, there might be some from Anakin towards Padme, but it's more the, uh, more of just a boy having his first crush. Oh, absolutely. With and with from Padme's point of view, it's. You get the sense of, oh, he's a sweet little boy. He's he's this cute, sweet little boy. But from her side, there's nothing romantic. There's the feeling is not reciprocated towards Anakin at that point. Right. I, and yeah, you know, I there's agree. there's you know nothing nothing there. So just get off that, guys. That's it's like <laughs> yeah. it's stupid. It's which I've um, seen some of the memes where. It's at the very end um, when they're uniting the the people and they're having the festival and, you know, he's all like Google-eyeing at her and she kind of like looks down and smiles at him. I'm like, and and I've seen what you're talking about and I'm sorry, come on, this kid, nine years old, just saved her planet and she's only 14 uniting species. If she wants to throw a side wink to this kid, go for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like he literally saved her planet by blowing up the droid, uh, what, what you call a hive ship. Um, Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know. I think people like to, when they don't have anything to nitpick, they find stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really think that one was a stretch. That was, that was, well, even going into episode two, in the beginning of episode two, you can still see that, at least at the beginning, she still looked at Anakin that way mm-hmm. of the little boy. Yeah, you know, I think she even says 
you'll always be little Annie to me. Right. Um, Which kind of makes you wonder, is she trying to convince herself or? (laughs) Well, at that point, you have to remember, she hadn't seen Anakin in almost 10 years. This is true. And, and she's, she did like, she was focusing on her people in those 10 years. Yeah. She didn't have time to be thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but of course, you know, quickly changes as, you know, she spends more time with Anakin, which was that the smartest thing in the world for the Jedi council to do? I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> it was like pretty obvious to everyone. I mean, even oh, even Obi Wan made comments about you know be care- be mindful of your of your feelings. You've made a you made a, a a choice to be with them and yeah, be with the Jedi. Obi Wan so saw they, this stuff coming from a mile away. Yeah. And, oh yeah, he and, did. So uh, it yeah, was it the smartest thing to get the googly eyed teenager? <laughs> Right. With hormones <laughs> raging, <laughs> let's put him with the really with the really hot looking senator over here. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I mean, what could? <laughs> but you know, all right. So here's one thing: I love Obi Wan. He's my favorite character, always will be. But that fool could have shut it down right then and there. At the beginning of episode two, he could have squashed the whole thing, but he didn't. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? He didn't. He turned a blind eye or, you know, whatever his thought process might have been and just like, let it go. Like, eh, it'll be all right. I'm sure this won't bring about the destruction of the galaxy. Well, I mean, it was one of those things they kind of hint at it in um, the, they hinted at the old EU and I think they were going to start hinting at it again is that he let it go because he knew it made Anakin happy. Okay, that's fair. And you also have to remember he had his own past with a love interest. He did. He with did. With Satine. But, so but Satine didn't... Thought... Satine wasn't until, at least from my understanding, wasn't until the time of the Clone Wars. No, because no, they met back up during the Clone Wars, but from what I saw of those episodes, their relationship went back before the Clone Wars. Ah, okay. When he was a Padawan. I see. All right. So I think he thought that, hey, I've been through this whole through this thing, and I think he was waiting for Anakin to step forward to say something. You know, he wasn't going to say anything until Anakin did. Gotcha. Okay. And I think I think. Um, and this isn't about Anakin, uh, but I think I think Yoda knew too, and I think it was the same thing with Yoda. He was waiting for he didn't think it was his place to step in at that point, and he was waiting for Anakin to come forward and say, "Hey, I've got this issue." I see, and then then make the decision then of what to do with him. But with Obi Wan, I think it was a, a couple of things. I think mainly is like he knew what it's like to be in love. And to have this, have this, and I think he wishes that he would have done what Anakin did as far uh, yeah. as going ahead and, because he even says in that episode when he's talking to Satine, if you would have, if you would have said the word, I would have left the order. Yes, I do remember that. You know, if you would have said, said the word, and that was the difference between Satine and Padme is, you know, Satine was strong enough and knew the consequences and put 
And I think this is one thing as as strong a character, you know, as we see from the Clone Wars and stuff like that, that Padme was, she's also very selfish. Yes. I mean, and that was one thing where her and Satine differed was Satine put the needs of her people above her own in the in that case. And she because she knew what it would mean being in a relationship with a Jedi. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And she also agree. knew that what that would mean for Obi-Wan. Yes. Yes. Because for Obi-Wan, was, the order was his life. Yeah. I mean, unlike Anakin, Anakin had had a life before. You know, it was a very good one, but he had still had a life beforehand. Yeah. You know, yeah. He knew life outside the order. Obi-Wan didn't. Yeah. You know, if if you go by what, what we've seen, you know, Obi-Wan was probably taken by, from when he was probably three. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whenever they, yeah, whenever they came and, and collected the Force-sensitive children. <laughs> yeah. I was, so, uh, it was, you know, kind of off topic a little bit, but... I was watching um, this little thing about factoids and um, it, it has to do with Amidala, but uh, it's when he's speaking to her and he's telling her that, you know, Anakin's turned to the dark side and she's like, no, it can't be. And he kind of turns and he says, um, I've seen the security recordings. Uh, he he sl- slayed everybody, including the younglings, and he puts his hand up to his mouth and it's almost Mm -hmm. like really out of place really odd you know but i guess the the backstory for to that part is that they had done so many takes because every time ewan mcgregor got to the part where he said younglings he would start to laugh (laughs) because the word younglings to him was just so funny so in that last part that we see in the movie he he had to put his hand to his mouth to keep from laughing. Mm. <laughs> and again, like you were saying, like red flag, red flag. <laughs> yeah. 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 But she's like, well, I also ah. like uh, off topic again. I also like the memes, the meme where it says, uh, I saw him slaughtering the young, the younglings and it shows Anakin drinking a bottle of, of youngling. <laughs> <beer>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the beer. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> oh, anyway, and, and she doesn't think that this is like a big delicious. Oh no, I'm gonna fly to Mustafar and I'm gonna stop him and see what's going on. Like, wow, what? He has no yeah. problem butchering entire villages, temples, you know, pretty much whatever the emperor tells him. And you're gonna go s- to a save lava him? planet to save him? <laughs> Like I'm sorry, like yeah. Okay, uh, okay. At this point, you are a plot device. That's yeah. Good job. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> like oh lordy. Uh, yeah. But you know what are you gonna do? It that's that's the way they wrote Amidala's character out of the out of the movie. You know that was her place in the universe at that point, and mm-hmm. that really bothers me after the Clone Wars. Yeah. They, they they built her up so much just to knock her down in the third uh, prequel. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I mean, but to, again, a little bit off topic. But I, I think we kind of I don't remember if we talked about her this time or maybe it was 
uh, one that I missed. But talking about the difference between her and and Satine, you know, Satine was a Mandalorian. Yes. And that is a true testament to the Mandalorian willpower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're going to start wrapping things up here. Uh, a little bit of a shorter episode, but um, yeah, kind of as we kind of said, you know, with her in the movies just basically being a plot device, there's not, I mean, there is, but there's not a lot really with Padme Amidala. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was a skilled negotiator. We saw that in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, she She was very good. She cared about the people. But she, like you had said, she's kind of self-centered. She's kind of out yeah. for herself a little bit there, when, at least when it came to Anakin. And that ultimately was her downfall. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Well, as we kind of wrap things up here and kind of an abrupt ending here, but um, next week we're going to be wrapping up our look at the women of Star Wars with My Princess and Yours, Leia Organa. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. That should be fun with special guest Brian Miller. He was on, we tried to have him on a, couple, a few weeks ago. Unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties. And um, I just decided it was best not to publish that episode. Um, that might be something that gets in the archives later on. One of those lost, lost, lost episodes that we might put out later. But, um, but, Anyway, um, so that should be fun. And there's a lot of other things that are going to be coming up in the month of March. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, A lot of fun stuff planned for not just this month, but the month ahead here at War of the Stars. Oh, yeah. Uh, As always, um, if you want to get in contact with us, there are several ways you can do that. Of course, on Twitter, you can get a hold of us at... War of the Stars 1. On Facebook, we have the Facebook group, War of the Stars, and the Facebook page, War of the Stars. Either one. Um, we're going to be start doing some fun polls and stuff there at the uh, on the Facebook group. Um, so be on the lookout for that stuff. And also email. You can email us at warofthestars1 at gmail.com. And let's see what else. Oh, Support. Support us. If you want to support us, there are several ways you can do that. First is you can just simply listen to the show. Every person who listens to the show helps this channel out tremendously, tremendously, tremendously. Or you can help us uh, support us financially by either going to the donate tab there at anchor.fm or we also have our own Patreon page. Uh, patreon.com backslash war of the stars. So, um, yeah. What about you, Ray? Where can they find you? Uh, so you can find me on Facebook under the Leo effects. And I have, uh, a page as well as like a, it's a business page, but it's designed as like a personal page, I guess, so that I can receive messages, uh, via Facebook messenger. Um, but yeah, you can check me out. Just type in the Leo effects. I do, you know, interviews there. Um, of course you can always find me here. Well, I don't say always cause sometimes life gets in the way, 
But I, I try to be here as often as possible. So War of the Stars, obviously. And then on Tuesdays, I play a little game called Shattered Dungeons. Well, the game is called Shattered Dawn, but the little podcasting group is Shattered Dungeons. And I do some amateur voice acting on there. So that's always fun to listen to me make a fool of myself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and as far as email goes, um, if you just hit me up at theleoeffects at gmail.com, that's where you can get me. And I, I'm on Twitter, same name. Awesome, awesome. And we definitely would like to hear, hear from you guys. I um, was looking at the stats recently, and I see that there are, we have an average listener base of 48. And I know that our Facebook group is larger than that. So, uh, all you guys that are on Facebook that aren't listening, listen, please, please listen to the show. And if you are listening and are not on the Facebook group, again, join the Facebook group. Let's get this thing big. Let's get this thing huge. And um, yeah, let's just see. let's just make this as big as we can. Um, yeah. Tell your friends about us. Yeah. Word of mouth. That's right. That's right. Word of mouth. Um, and for everyone that is listening, that has been listening. Um, thank you so much for listening. I never, never, never in a million years thought that we would get to this point. Um, but I'm so thankful for everyone that has listened. And as always, as we always say before we end our show, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is, this is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>